You know, it's a radically different view um, standing up here than it is sitting down there where George Marx is sitting, so uh, uh, good morning. I have always been amazed at the story of Abram. Now, he's not Abraham yet, so it's Abram. I've always been amazed at the story. According to Jewish Midrash, that is, the, 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 the stories about the, gospel, the Old Testament readings that came, uh, were developed as part of Jewish canon, according to Jewish Midrash, uh, the story is told that when Abram was a boy, he worked in his father's idol shop in the town of Ur, which is down by the, where the Tigris and Euphrates rivers come together. His spark of faith was that he did not believe that stone idols had any power. So one day his father went out and he destroyed and and uh, and Abram destroyed those those idols, broke them all apart. And when his father returned, he looked aghast at the store and said, "What happened?" And Abram said, "Well, the idols got into a fight and I couldn't stop them, and they're all dust." Eventually, although I'm not sure this was the reason, his father resettled in Haran, which is up at the northern part of the uh, uh, Fertile Crescent in what we would call northern Iraq. After his father died, a voice came to Abram. He didn't know from where the voice came or whose voice it was because he just knew it wasn't his God because he didn't really have a God. A voice came to Abram and said, gather your family and go. Go. No AAA triptych or GPS coordinates, no lights on the road or signs, just go. Just have faith. Well, I don't get in my car without my, des- my, my destination being programmed into my car's GPS to tell me where to go and where to turn. Just go. By faith, Abram obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to receive an inheritance. And he set out not knowing where he was going. Even though he did not know this voice, this God, he obeyed. And they got to the land of the Canaanites. God told him, I will give this land to your children. Abraham looked around and said, but we have no children, and it doesn't seem we're going to be having children. But he kept going, and they settled near what is today known as Bethel. And they were still childless. So God showed Abram the sky and said, look at the sky. Count the stars. So count your descendants. You will have a very, very big family. By faith, Abram received the power of procreation even though he was too old, and Sarai herself was barren. Therefore, from one person, and this one as good as dead, descendants were born. Quite a story. He said to Abram and Sarah, I think Abram was 100 and Sarah was 90, have faith, have faith. 
It's what God does several times in scripture, men and women too old to conceive and receive God's gift of fertility through God, or we would say through the power of the Holy Spirit, they conceive in the old fashioned way through faith, through faith. The author of Hebrews continues, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. I'm gonna repeat that, you should memorize it actually. It's one of, if I was teaching confirmation class, you'd probably get this as a memory verse. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Faith is an oft-used biblical term. The word in Greek is pistis. That's close to being what Greek is. That's gonna be on the test, so you should know that. <laughs> Paul uses it 35 times in his letter to the Romans alone. That will be on the Bible study part of this. Today's lesson repeats it eight times, eight times. When I lead a Bible study, we go through and an, a term is repeated. We, we mark all those in yellow, fluorescent yellow, to see how many times they repeat. Our hymnal does not have a specific section entitled Faith, and you don't have them in front of you anywhere, so you just have to believe me. Uh, does not have a specific section entitled Faith, but the Methodists do. And they have at least 30 hymns. Now, when I was going to pick on the hymnal, all I could think of off the top of my head was Faith of our fathers living still. That's as far as I'm going to sing. Faith. I'm, I'm pretty sure faith is not a commodity that one can, can purchase or collect, the faith store. It's like walking around um, a big shopping store and having a bucket of faith and a bucket of blessing and a bucket of grace, and you sort of pick up, like buying mixed nuts you know, in a scoop. Sort of the same issue I do have with the word blessing. Think back, this relates to Abram's son Isaac when Jacob, Abram's grandson, tricks his aging father Isaac to give the blessing intended for his older brother to him rather than to Esau. He tricks him. That's a different, it'll be on the test, but we're not hearing about it today. When Esau came home, Isaac, and waited for his blessing, Isaac said, I have no blessing left to give. And when I hear that, I'm teaching a Sunday school class or a confirmation class or an inquirer's class, and they'll say, well, it's a blessing. Can't you just sort of bless somebody else? Can't you remove it? And couldn't he remove it and give it to Esau? So uh, blessing had a different commodity idea in the Old Testament. No, I can't take it back. It wasn't like a box of blessing, a limited quantity. Boxes of blessings, boxes of faith. So with faith, however, it does not seem to be a living, pardon me, a limited quantity to be acquired by the most worthy or the smartest or the fastest or the coolest or the richest. How do we find this assurance of things hoped for, conviction of things not seen? 
My conclusion is that faith is something that we discern. We feel because of someone or something. We have faith in God, not because we bought a bucket of faith at the store, but because it has grown in us. We have faith in God. We have faith in Jesus' message of what God's realm will be like. Jesus says in today's parable, blessed are those who are ready they're dressed for action. Uh, if I was down there and was wearing a different alb, I would show you what that means about girding up your loins and running like you're carrying a sword, but that's too much action in one sermon for one day. God said, but he says, you, to be ready, dressed for action, have your lamps lit. Another parable says, make sure you have enough oil. Be wise, not foolish. Be ready so that you who have faith that the master will indeed return. But they wouldn't be ready if they had no faith. Why prepare for something you don't believe in? Faith is not, pardon me, faith that is not earned. It is not a grade on a test. We grow in faith as we live in a faith community where where we are surrounded by faith and we are molded by faith. We grow in faith as we live in that community. We experience the risen Jesus in our fellow parishioners. Look on the face of Jesus when you see the parishioners around you. We pray. We are part of a group of believers because we discern, we feel that this is a good place to be and in which we can experience God's love and it is where we find how we have been gifted by the Holy Spirit to be Jesus' body in the world, as Paul would say. Do we know, capital K, know that we have faith? Not all the time. Some days it's pretty hard. But we walk on anyway in the light of God's love. One of my favorite hymns, and actually I picked it as one of the hymns we sang on the last day I was in, I was the rector of my former parish last September. One of my favorite hymns expresses my view of our life of faith, walking the King's Highway, walking in faith and I hope, walking in faith. And I will conclude with the words of hymn 647 as a prayer. I know not where the road will lead, I follow day by day. Or where it ends, I only know, I walk the king's highway. I know not if the way is long and no one else can say, but rough or smooth, uphill or down, I walk the king's highway. And some I love have reached the end, but some with me may stay. Their faith and hope still guiding me, I walk the king's highway. The way is truth, the way is love, for light and strength I pray. And through the years of life, to God I walk the king's highway. The countless hosts lead on before, I must not fear nor stray. With them, the pilgrims of the faith, I walk the king's highway. Though light and dark, the road leads on, till dawn's the endless day, when I shall know why in this life I walk the king's highway.
하면.